0: Welcome to the Books from the Basement podcast, Episode 7. I'm Amy Therokin. And I'm Lisa Burkett. This is the podcast where Lisa and I discuss books from our favorite series we read growing up in the 70s and 80s. The first series we chose is Trixie Belden, and in this episode, we revisit the second half of The Mysterious Visitor, which is book number four in the series. This was written by Julie Campbell in 1954. Lisa,
1: are you ready to go? I am ready. Last we left off, it was Friday night after the Halloween party, Chapter 10. It's Saturday. And just to give people a little refresher, on the way home from the Halloween party, Tom tells the group that he thinks he saw Uncle Monty two weeks earlier in a seedy part of town on Hawthorne Street. And Tom warns Trixie not to go there. So now we're on chapter 10. It's Saturday morning. Trixie helps Honey measure for curtains in the gatehouse. She tells Honey she's going to Skid Row and explains about robbers casing a joint. She thinks Uncle Monty got to town two weeks early to learn about the lynches. Honey is doubtful about the theory and urges Trixie not to go to Hawthorne Street. Tom tells Trixie Uncle Monty might have gone to Hawthorne Street while staying at the lynches. Tom also tells Trixie that Mr. Wheeler is giving Tom and Celia the gatehouse once they're married. Trixie tries to call Di to hint for an invite over to her house to get a look at the paintings. She is told by Harrison, the butler, that Di doesn't want to speak to her, and he slams the phone down. All right, let's discuss Chapter 10. Mm -hmm. They're talking about the possibility that Uncle Monty was actually casing the Wheeler home, and that's why he came over to inspect the horses yeah and Trixie says besides your father and Jim two men sleep at your house Reagan and Tom what about Naylor he was li- he- remember we were wondering I know
0: about- I feel like we always thought that he lived in the house but we were never quite sure maybe we were
1: wrong maybe it's just insinuated and we took it as it just, it seemed like that's why Dick couldn't stay inside the house was because Naylor was there. Right. And that's why he had to stay with right. Reagan.
0: Yeah. So actually, I
1: don't think Naylor is ever mentioned again. So maybe okay, he quit. We don't need to know then. Maybe he quit. Yeah, probably. Someone probably took his, I don't know, pruning shears or something. Yeah. Yeah, I honey, mean, other than what I said in the notes, I really don't have, that's the only thing I have marked.
0: Okay, I was thinking Honey is sort of in rare form, in her, you know, her Honey form. Because the chapter starts with Honey telling Trixie that everything that Tom said, all of the stuff that he, the details that he said, don't mean a thing. And you know perfectly well, the boys agree with me. Tom was mistaken, that's all. Like she, I I found that hard to believe that. Yeah, but. Everyone except Trixie thinks Tom was mistaken. And yeah. then. Uh, well,
1: at the party, was it Brian or Brian and Jim? Remember, they were all gaga over Uncle Monty. They thought he was great. They didn't buy the whole imposter thing. So they might think that. They might. They might. Martin is a little more suspicious.
0: That is true. Yes. And she says, if Trixie says anything to die about the awful hotel on Hawthorne Street, I'll I'll just never forgive you. She's so, so dramatic. She's got a lot of repressed emotions. I think, she growing does. Up, so. And then there's a part in here where Trixie talks to Tom and he backpedals on what he said and says, yeah. oh, I actually think I might have been mistaken. And, you know, if Mr. Wheeler ever knew what a fool I was last night, he'd fire me. I know he would. Firing and quitting. And
1: yeah, I think he's backpedaling because he doesn't want Trixie to go for the, that very reason. Then he will find out that he told Trixie about it and he might get fired actually for that. He might. Yeah. But that that's all I had marked for that chapter. All right. The only thing I was thinking too, is at the end when the butler like slams down the phone, I just kind of got an icky feeling like when you were in junior high and you knew someone was mad at you, but you didn't know why. And then you had to go to school the next day and face them. It was always that that
0: super anxious feeling total adrenaline flow
1: yeah like now I just couldn't care (laughs) I mean if you if you slam down the phone and were mad at me I'd just be okay well she'll you know we'll work it out but in junior (laughs) high it's such a huge
0: it is it's very
1: dramatic for girls okay chapter 11 Trixie breaks the news to Jim, Brian, and Mart about the clubhouse Then there's a time jump through the weekend where, uh, and during that time, the group tries to solve the clubhouse problem and they come up with (laughs) that they can't solve it. And they decide to table the discussion until the next Saturday. And then this chapter actually encompasses, I guess, three days. So now it's Monday. Di gives Trixie the cold shoulder at school. Trixie has to stay after school because she was distracted in math class. Her meeting with the teacher only lasts a few minutes. With her extra time, she decides to go to Hawthorne Street alone. Outside 291 Hawthorne Street, she runs into a man who has a book of matches from the Lynch house. Kind of ominous. Why is she going to Hawthorne Street by herself? Why does she do these things? She's impetuous (sighs) and impulsive. Yeah. Okay. First, we have Jim clutching his red hair with both hands. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's a that's a tricksy move it is. <laughs> here, here jim jim's usually so calm and collected he's just, just the clubhouse he's he's not happy so i most a lot of this chapter is about them being upset about the clubhouse and
0: yeah it was interesting because the first time that i read this book i i was left with the impression that mr wheeler it was sort of his idea kind of to offer the clubhouse to tom and celia but this time i noticed that actually celia got the idea because bobby told her that there was a secret a sea and
1: then i was like what she knows then that it's their clubhouse and i think that's mean it's very very mean and it's mean of Tom to not to put his foot down and say, listen, the kids, they've been working on it and it's theirs. Yeah. There's look at it. There's no floor. Mm-hmm. There's no bathroom. There's, there's no, no bathroom. There's no kitchen. How yeah. are they going to they're going to have to completely remodel it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they do want to live in a, <laughs> a shack, as Mr. Belgian called it. So she kind of just told Mr. Wheeler she liked it. And then he he just told Tom they could have it. Right. Mm-hmm. I guess they also want the maid and chauffeur to live on the property. That's one of the. Yes, reasons. because if they live in town, they'll have to quit. <laughs>
0: I think they say that somewhere. I'm not sure if it's this chapter or not. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I could never hold a job at the Wheeler's. No. Everything, you have to quit for everything unless everything is absolutely perfect. And then, honey, is you know how she is with curtains. This is the first time we see honey sewing curtains, but it certainly will not be the last.
0: Not the last there's also some more david copperfield references and quotes from it and yeah comparing uncle monty to the villain in it i'm like i don't know what you're maybe, talking maybe
1: i mean maybe that book is very relevant to this book and we just don't know because we haven't read it I'm oh guessing. yeah
0: like a parallel or parallels
1: yes and that kids at the time like we talked about last time probably had read it mm-hmm. and so that would make more sense to them. So. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Let's see. Not a lot. I really wasn't too interested in the Hawthorne Street incident, as far as walk her walking down the alley and <laughs> the seedy people and that sort of thing. I picture Sleepy Side on the Hudson as a fairly
0: small village. Yeah, and I found it interesting that no one knew where that street was, and that just straight off Main Street, it turns into something pretty, you know, I'm I'm shady. I'm sure there always are parts of town that are seedier than others, but it just sounds like a really bad part of town, and I just didn't. Yeah,
1: yes, it sounds horrible. You would think and it would also, be especially for kids, it would be like, Oh, that scary. Hawthorne Street, they'd have stories about it and yeah. Um, that sort of thing. I agree. Her math teacher, Miss Golden, I thought
0: was it's a little odd. That she literally has like a couple sentences to, she she knows this is going to be like a five minute conversation with Trixie, but she's tell, literally says like, you can't go home on the bus today, Trixie. You right. have to call your mother during lunch and arrange for some other transportation. That's not okay. And then why doesn't she just say, come and see me at lunch for five minutes? Yeah. I think it they it just, seems just, like she knew. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, like author wise, maybe they just needed a reason for Trixie to have an excuse to go to Hawthorne Street by True. herself and be alone and not be with anybody. And
1: right. And I guess you could argue that Miss Golden, maybe she thought Trixie was going to really open up to her and then it would be a longer conversation because mm. she asks, are you worried about something? And and then Trixie says, one of my best friends is mad at me and she laughs. Well, kiss and make up and see if you can't concentrate a little more in class tomorrow, dear.
0: Yeah, that's how she responds to Trixie
1: starting to open up. Right. You know, so, oh, what happened? Do you want right. to talk about it? Very dismissive. So that's what the only thing I can think of is that she thought maybe it would last longer. Otherwise, she's just being a jerk. Yeah. So that's Miss Gold. And then when she's
0: on Hawthorne Street, I thought the last sentence of the chapter was funny because it was, how had a package of those personalized matches got into the pocket of this ugly man coming out of this dingy building on Hawthorne Street? I was like, I think we all know the answer to that. Right. <laughs> and she knows it's Oliphant and that that too would be dealing with Uncle Monty. They're just trying to end the chapter with drama.
1: Dun, dun, I think so. Dun. Did you, I mean, did, were you interested at all in the way it looked and her specifics about? I didn't mark anything in any of those. Okay. Um, I didn't either. I was so just wondering if you had taken anything away that you wanted. To I think
0: I felt a little uncomfortable reading it because i don't think that it's politically correct the way that she's describing how everyone is shuffling and <laughs> moving slowly as if their feet hurt and the children are moving slowly and it just i was a little i wonder if the
1: 1984 I mean, version is different hmm. or 85 or whenever
0: this one was
1: i might check and that might
0: it's it's kind of maybe even more of a recent sort of a shift where it's just not right a to,
1: you know. i'm gonna. Check into it, though, and I will report back in my housekeeping section next week if I find out anything. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, that's all I have for chapter 11. Yeah. Wow, the second half of the book's going a lot faster than the first half did. Oh. You never
0: know. You never know. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> Just because we that. had two chapters yeah. that went smoothly, we don't know what's coming. The,
1: fir- <laughs> the first two chapters took us like a half hour. Chapter 12, still at Hawthorne Street, the man, Oliphant. Is that how you pronounced it? Oliphant? Oly- uh, yeah, I guess. Oly? O-L-Y-F-A-N-T. Yeah. Oliphant tries to force her inside the building, but she gets out of it by pretending to be tough. He threatens her, but lets her leave anyway. She takes a cab home. Bobby has cut his fingers trying to make orange juice. <laughs> Honey comes over and tells Trixie why Di was mad. Apparently, Uncle Monty told Di lies about Trixie dissing the Lynch family. Honey tried to defend Trixie, but Di wouldn't listen. Honey wants to tell Mr. Lynch about Trixie's trip to Skid Row and what she discovered. Trixie won't do it because they still have no proof and he won't believe her. Di invited Honey to spend Wednesday night at her house and Honey decides she will try to look at the portraits then. This is an emotionally charged chapter, sounds like. It was. So we kind of know, I mean, basically she gets out of it by pretending to be tough and, and basically threatening him that People know where she is and all of that whole thing. I wonder what his thought was of what he was going to do if he dragged her... I don't know. ...inside, like kidnapping? Ugh, I hope nothing worse than that. Not that that's not bad. I don't know. I mean, maybe he was just going to tie her up and keep her until Uncle Monty got his money from Mr. Lynch. Maybe. But I don't know. I think he he's already been paid for the information he gave and he probably just doesn't even care. I mean, at this point, what's he worried about? Obviously, he's, you know, given him the information and gotten the money. So, yeah,
0: yeah, I didn't really get that. I thought it was funny that when he says, who are you? Her answer is Trixie Belden. My father works in the bank. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's all Peter Belden's kid, huh? Like, see, it's a small
1: town. Everyone knows everyone. And if you remember from the last book, Peter Belden can have a diamond in his house because it's as safe there as it is in a vault in a bank.
0: It is. It is. He's
1: very highly respected. Okay. Then she goes home and she was going to tell Mark what had happened, but she changes her mind. Mark could be very sympathetic at times, but she sensed this was not one of them. And that's because... He had to watch Bobby and pay for the taxi she took home. I would disagree with her assessment of that situation
0: because he starts out angry and immediately like sees her and and changes to like, what happened? You look as though you'd seen a ghost. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like what's going on?
0: Yeah. But she's got to change her mind and not tell him because that's her M.O.
1: Yeah. Because he starts out, listen, lame brain. Okay. Inflation calculation time. Taxi ride from Sleepy Side. I guess she just walked to the middle of Main Street and got a taxi, right? uh, A a cab was
0: parked on the corner of Main Street and she gratefully climbed inside. (laughs)
1: So right off of Hawthorne in Maine, she uh, picked up a taxi. A taxi is 75 cents, which calculates to $7.29, which is kind of normal for a taxi these days. Mm -hmm. I think so. I mean, for two
0: miles. Well, they charge you like I mean a base. People don't really take taxis anymore, but
1: the meter would start at five dollars already before they even start. And then two dollars. Yeah, I don't have any idea what a taxi. It's probably the base is probably like twenty bucks now. And also, she owes him twenty five cents for watching Bobby, which we know from the calculation in Chapter Six is two dollars and forty three cents. So she owes him about about ten dollars. That kind of you know that's your formula. Yeah,
0: the the multiplying by nine seems to be working out pretty well so far. I don't know why it wasn't working before. I don't know. It was, it was, it was, something was wrong, I remember, though. Okay, I have an issue with this Bobby cutting his fingers. I do, too. Being angry. Yeah. Because he cut his fingers in the two minutes that elapsed between the arrival of his bus. Right. Bobby, his being Bobby's bus, and Mark getting off the junior-senior high school bus. So, if it's anyone's fault, it's mom's.
1: Right. For <laughs> that, that three minutes Trixie
0: would have come home on the bus. She would have also found him with right. his cut fingers.
1: Yeah. I mean, here, why is mom's letting Bobby, a six year old, go home when she doesn't know? I mean, all three of them could have stayed up, stayed after school. She doesn't know. Yep. And she trots off to her garden meeting. Mm, bad, Mrs. Belden. I also had that marked. I agree with the part about the orange juice and that she wouldn't be at fault for that. But the first where she says, suppose Brian and Mark hadn't come straight home from school. Bobby would have been all alone for this whole hour. So in that situation, I can see that in an hour, knowing Bobby, he could have shredded himself and the entire house.
0: He might be dead. Yeah.
1: So I, I get where she felt guilty about that. Although I don't remember a time when until later when Brian and Mark don't come home after school until they're involved in all those clubs later. <laughs> right. After school clubs. I guess I got that part, but the the orange, the knife thing, it would have happened anyway. I will tell you that when she guiltily thought that it would be her fault. Um, she's
0: thinking it in italics in my book, which is new for my book. Let's see. No quotes. No
1: quotes, just italics. That is pages. I've got pages. italics in both sec- both areas. The first time both. and the second time. Where, what was the first? The first time is when she says if Brian and Mark hadn't come home from school. Yes, I do too. The second time is if he right had cut yeah. himself badly. Which if he had cut himself badly, I mean, he had. The kid had cuts on all four, eight fingers and two thumbs. So,
0: <laughs>
1: okay. And then again, with uh, we can't tell Mr. Lynch anything. No one will believe her. They don't have any real like, proof. He, I wrote on the side of it, or he, or he'd believe you because. He doesn't like, you know, him
0: oh, he, he had, he, she had all these, oh, he'd say there were a lot of people named Lynch in town, or he'd say that one of the servants left the matches, or he'd say a simple explanation as like, or he'd believe you he already doesn't like him and doesn't trust him and wants to pay him off to get him out of town. So, right. yeah,
1: And, and if he doesn't believe her, then she's no worse, she's no worse for wear. I mean, who cares?
0: The very least, her telling him would get him to be more like suspicious, suspicious a little bit and more observant yeah. and looking for a sign that she was either correct or incorrect.
1: Yeah, this kind of goes back to the whole Trixie being worried people aren't going to believe her combined with her. Wanting the mystery entirely solved before she tells anyone anything. I think anyone, that
0: including her brothers and her best family, friends, and-
1: the other BWGs, which I don't think is very loyal to the club. They're supposed to be telling each other everything, aren't they? It's a secret yep. club. It's funny that Bobby with his
0: bandages on 10, fi- every single 10 digits are cut. Uh, we never hear Mrs. Belden. Not commenting or asking anything. <laughs> All 10 of your fingers? Did she I come won home, show? We didn't see well, her. Well, at something. some t- I mean, the book continues. She has to have come home. Right. Eventually. Eventually.
1: So let's go back here because... Honey sleeps over at Di's Wednesday night, but doesn't get a chance to look at the portraits. I guess that was a bust, huh? Yeah. And she doesn't it was even not, call it... Trixie to tell her. She doesn't tell her until school the next day, it seems like. Yep. And then Di is now believing Honey and is sorry... Uncle Monty, she hates him. I
0: would like to know why she believed Uncle Monty in the first place when for the past week in this book, she has hated him and hated him and hated him. And now suddenly he says something bad about her best friend and she believes him.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a difference, though, because she hates him and hates him and hates him. But she believes him and then doesn't believe him and then believes him and doesn't believe him. So there's two separate issues going back and forth in her mind. Yes. Which they have to cross over because if if she believes him, then it would be harder for her to hate him, but she can hate him for like taking over the party and that sort of thing. If he's not an imposter, I think that hate would be less intense.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: She ends this chapter saying I
0: hate him and I now (laughs) know that he is an imposter. So I think at the end of this chapter
1: is when she's finally convinced. Okay. Not going back. She goes back and forth after that, but I could be wrong. And so Trixie is going to sleep over at Di's house and hopefully get some Thursday answers. night. Now we're Thursday night, right? Thursday night, which is interesting. I, I didn't I was never allowed to sleep over on a school night. I just thought yeah. that was kind of interesting. Honey slept over the day before. And Trixie ends up she ends there up there staying the whole, whole weekend. Weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ready for chapter 13. I am. What's it called? Oh, I forgot to say what these chapters were called. So I'm not going to go back. Thirteen is blue eyes or brown. Dun, dun, dun. Sounds like we're going to have some more genetics information. Let's learn. Maybe I'll learn something that I didn't learn from you when I took your class. Hey,
0: that sounds accusing. (laughs) It
1: is. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like I mean it to be. Okay. Chapter 13. Later at Di's house, she tells Trixie that the portraits of her grandparents have been cut out of the frames. She knows it's Uncle Monty, but her parents think it's one of the servants who took the key, the key, from the, the key to the art gallery is missing. Uncle Monty, I believe, had it last. Di comes up with a theory about how Uncle Monty got into the gallery while they were waiting for the locksmith to come open the door to the gallery. Trixie thinks Uncle Monty burned the paintings in the fireplaces on the terrace. Di tells Trixie that Mr. Lynch is planning to give Uncle Monty the Robin trailer and $50,000 to get rid of him. Di invites Trixie to spend the weekend so they can prove Uncle Monty is an imposter before he gets the money. Trixie plans to search the fireplaces for the portraits that night. Interesting. Yes. So, did Honey not know the portraits had been cut out of her frames? The frames.
0: I think that what? they just didn't tell Trixie. They re- they kept it a secret, a secret until why? Trixie got over to dies.
1: Okay. I
0: don't know why. You would think they would just be like, "Oh my gosh,
1: we have to tell you something." Why didn't Honey sleep over two? I know. Three against one. Yeah. There's so many questions and there's just never going to be any answers.
0: When they (laughs) took down the drapery, Mother screamed.
1: (laughs) Well, it was her parents' portraits. They were (laughs) cut out. Although, like uh, I think it's Trixie points out, there were a lot of very expensive paintings that were not stolen. She's saying that it would
0: be hard to destroy them because they're big oil paintings on heavy canvas. It seems like it. he got them out of the frames very easily and quickly. Like, what did he do? Is it?
1: Oh, probably like an exacto knife. I'm sure he just.
0: I think it's easier to cut them than burn them. It just seems like he would have needed a ladder and an exacto knife. And
1: how tall? How far off the floor do you think they are?
0: <laughs> I mean, he's short. He's Rumble still skin sized. <laughs>
1: Well, he could jump up and get them Mm -hmm.
0: Two, there are two of them. Is that like one, one portrait of the mother and one portrait of the father? That's how I understood it.
1: Yeah. Also, I don't understand why they would only have one key to this very expensive art gallery. They have, you would think that they would have a copy. I mean, and then they give it to Uncle Monty, which just also seems very irresponsible, especially since the dad is suspicious of him. Right. But we know apparently he'll do anything for his wife. When it comes to Uncle Monty. Okay. Yeah.
0: I thought it was that Trixie's conclusion was, oh, I know the fireplace on the terrace. That's the most logical place. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Die. Let's go look. (laughs) Like, is it? The most logical place when there's missing portraits,
1: like I think, if they're gonna, if he's gonna burn them, it is because it's on the terrace. And it was my understanding these were very large fireplaces, weren't they? Yeah, extra big. So I think they are. It's a large painting, maybe. But I, yes, it's not. Certainly not the most. And then, yeah, and like, then she's already surmising that they didn't burn, and they're yeah. under the logs. Yeah, and I feel like
0: if. If I was Uncle Monty and I had them, I would go hide them. I wouldn't put them in a fireplace and attempt to burn them and then have it not work and have to leave them half burned. I would stick them under my bed or under my Bring them
1: to Oliphant on Hawthorne Street. Yeah. Here, take these. Put them
0: take them to the dump, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they did have
0: dumps. It is. I thought it was funny that their their first theory And it
1: was the right one. Oops. Spoiler alert! Oh, sorry. (laughs) They've all read the book because they're reading along with us in our little book. Right? That's right. They know. Okay. Then they talk about the fifty thousand dollars. Ding 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 ding. Inflation calculation. Can
0: I I take a guess? Can I guess how how much with my with my new theory of nine times? Oh, okay. Yeah. Because nine times five is 45
1: and it's a little less so I'm gonna guess four hundred and forty thousand in you went that the range. Wrong. you went the wrong way it's more 485,798.51. oh, oh so it's like nine and a, and a half, half between
0: nine and ten not between eight and nine yeah got it I'll yeah. I'll adjust my calculation my for next
1: yeah time. it's easier it's easier to uh multiply by 10 and then and just go down a little it off a little bit yeah <laughs> Okay. I was just overwhelmed by inflation calculations in this book. So there were a amazing. lot
0: of dollar amounts thrown out. Well, I had that like, Trixie is smug like that. She mm-hmm. notices eye color more than most people. And then they like test her. Well, what about the bus driver? Do you remember that? And she's she like, doesn't... Oh no, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fail every enough. test, but I am an expert.
0: Yeah. Um, and then at the, I just, I didn't have anything till the very end where even though, she was like, "Die, like, let's go. Like, they had the theory together that the paintings were in the fireplace. But then she decides she's going to get up in the middle of the night when Di is asleep and check by herself. Like, why
1: without Diana? She, why? she even knows what the, th- what the theory is. You don't have to hide anything from her. And she knows Uncle Monty's going to be watching TV. And they could have done it. One of them could have, you know, watched for Uncle Monty to come. Yes. And the other one... Could have. Don't you, you know, want to a have lookout? a lookout? Yeah, she could have done the Bob White whistle. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. Then, and then Trixie yeah. would have to be the lookout because Di probably hasn't learned it yet. Although she has <laughs> been a Bob White for a I week. don't even know that week. it's a thing yet, is it? Well, he taught them him time. the whistle at Secret of the Mansion, but you're right. Maybe they haven't officially used it. Yeah, okay I don't remember if when they set up their club they, but I'm sure Di doesn't know the whistle. It's only been two weeks. Well, that's her plan is to
0: wait for till Diana (laughs) is asleep. (laughs)
1: Yeah. All of a sudden she's Diana. (sighs) Yeah. Trixie is just. I mean, I get that it adds suspense and makes a situation. Because if Di
0: were there, then she could have, one of them could have screamed. And <laughs> if Di was there, none of the rest of the book would
1: have happened. True. But one <laughs> of them could have screamed. And yes, he wouldn't have been able to take them both because he's skin. Okay. Okay. That's it for me for chapter 13. Chapter 14 is I'm not afraid. Sounds like Trixie's going to be quotes, a little bit. I, I wonder if he's saying that. After everyone at the Lynch house is asleep, Trixie sneaks down to the terrace. She finds the portraits in the fireplace. They hadn't fully burned. The grandparents' eyes were blue. Uncle Monty catches her. Trixie tells him what she knows and confronts him about Hawthorne Street. Uncle Monty threatens her. She tells him that the portraits were painted recently, and since Mrs. Lynch didn't know the eye color of her parents, she probably told the artist to paint them blue like her own. Trixie tells him she knows he's an imposter, but can't prove it, then leaves the room. All right, what do you have? Well, not a lot, but I did have a a map, a mapping clue, because Mm -hmm. Daya is
0: saying that that she hates living way out from away from everyone on this lonely country road. And Trixie says the road we live on is pretty lonely too. And it's mm-hmm. just as far from the center of town, Right. which there's a, there is a map in existence that goes, that Lynch's house being basically on the same hill as the Wheeler house right next to right. it. And I just don't think that's where it is.
1: Right. But remember we talked about it being up there. And then Mm -hmm. there being that back road up there that Mr. Frayne might've taken where he got like, like
0: like on like further, even on the other side of where the Frayne mansion was
1: behind the lake up there. Uh Yeah. And that dies house. That may be where her house, where her driveway goes to. Okay. And so it's possible that they both live on country roads and near to each other. I think the first one where Di lives really close to town is the only one that says that. Or I guess it's this book, right? So if there's a discrepancy then in this book, huh? Where it's, is that lynch mansion? Yeah, because it's close to town and now it's far out from town. So <laughs> I think it's up on that hill. Okay. Also, they do mention that it is up on a hill because she says... Dies lives on as big a hill, or it's even a bigger hill than yours, and it looks over the a river. A mile, like a mile from the main road. Yeah, so it can't be that like, close to town. A mile is a long driveway. It's a long driveway, and town I picture as down in, like, a valley. Mm-hmm. I don't think town is on a hill. No, me so either. I would say that she lives up behind the Wheeler State. Okay. I'm working on that map. My cartography skills are... Are being honed. Good, good,
0: good. Okay. Let's see. When she's looking in the fireplaces for canvases, it says she poked through the ashes and in a few minutes drew out what <laughs> she hardly dared to hope she might find. That's a long time to dig around in ashes with your bare hands in the middle of the night. Yeah. She must have had just the Didn't they filthy... have
1: fireplace tools? Here's a picture of the fireplace. It's pretty big. Around.
0: That's insane. That's weird because that doesn't, that is not There's what I pictured. It does not well, look like they do say the
1: roof. terrace is enclosed. Oh. Remember, because it was, if it rained, then it was going to be okay.
0: So like a three season porch.
1: Yes. This looks like a living but with, room.
0: But with two huge fireplaces, one at each end.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's probably a four season porch. Four season That's what we have here in Minnesota. Otherwise we couldn't use it 50% of the year.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, The only other thing I thought was like, that was really quick thinking of Trixie Mm -hmm. to in that moment when cortisol and adrenaline are flowing. And it's very hard to think when that, when you're in that fight or flight mode, he was able to pivot and come up with the idea that it was a recently painted portrait and no one knows the eye colors.
1: I think she's at her best when she's in that situation. Oh, She really, like, look how she was on Hawthorne Street. She gets very brave and very brazen Mm -hmm. when she's in those situations. Or she comes across that way, even if she's scared. Yeah. I think that's kind of her consistent, one of her consistent traits. Although there is a line that says near the end of the chapter, and maybe yours doesn't say this, but. Mrs. Lynch's family was very poor. Poor people can't afford to have their portraits painted, which is true, right? But Mm -hmm. they also said at some point that they couldn't, poor people couldn't afford to have photographs of kids.
0: So if there's no photographs of these people and the portraits were just painted recently, are they just like, just have them kind of look like me, but a little older? I guess. They died when she was born. She can't even say, like, oh, my mother had a mole on her chin. Nothing.
1: Right. But why would there be, I guess, and that's kind of the point that they were so poor that there weren't even pictures of them.
0: Yeah. It amused me to think that then you would go to an artist and say, please paint pictures of these people. No one knows what they looked like. So just whatever. Have them have blue eyes like me and be a a man and a woman that kind of look like they might be my parents. Wouldn't this have
1: come up before? I mean, wouldn't die have had questions about the port? Like, I would be curious. Oh, is this what they really looked like? Oh, they had right. blue eyes. I mean, it's her grandparents. Hey, I mean, in- it's a yeah. It's a and fair
0: point that they probably weren't painted. Yeah, when they were alive.
1: Yeah, I don't think they were. I think they had them painted. But I'm just saying, why hasn't there been a conversation about her grandparents? with her when there's portraits of them hanging in their art gallery you know you'd think that she would say mom tell me about your parents i get that she's never met them but there they are Didn't they die when mrs lynch was a baby yeah
0: yeah so what w- what would there be to tell at least she would know
1: that she would well, you, she must have other relatives somebody i mean your parents die you don't just have no information ever about your parents when you're young True. You? unless she was put up for adoption a, it, say says. It. it says it says
0: somewhere because it says that she took on someone else's last name.
1: Until she was married. Oh, and, and that's why rich. he couldn't find her. Why Uncle Monty yeah, find her. Yeah, remember that. Yeah. But I don't remember. Was it that she was adopted
0: or went to live with like Well, if daughter? she was
1: adopted, why would she just randomly have portraits made of her parents where, yeah, like you're right, where there was nothing to go off of? That makes no sense. Oh, here it is. Here what? it is. I what? got it. It's in the next chapter, but I'm going to read it
0: because oh. we're talking about it. Okay. Um, it says, when my, when, die seems to now know when my grandparents died the welfare people put my mother in a foster home she used her foster parents last name until she married dad so as far as my real uncle knew she vanished while she was still a baby so it was she took on the foster parents last Last name name didn't adopt her like how they adopted jim in one week probably
1: in a cafeteria at a campground is that where they did it why would she have their portraits painted though that makes no sense
0: that's like me saying
1: well I never met my grandfather because he died before I was born but I think I'm gonna have a portrait done of him and I have no idea what he looks like
0: (laughs) Well, do you have a photograph of him that the
1: artist can use I've got nothing just make him look like a briquette. you know, kind of like my dad, I guess. It, it just is nonsensical, I think. But it, uh, it is. I mean, they're really, really rich, <laughs> and she would have had them painted in the last few years because that's when he got his money two years ago, right? So, yeah, yeah, they were very really recently ago. painted, so you'd think that would be asking questions oh all of a sudden there's these portraits of two people in the art gallery who are they how did you know how to paint them I mean she's old enough to be (laughs) interested right yeah all right this is this is a rabbit hole let's let's dig our way out of the hole chapter 15 perhaps okay let's see what's gonna happen next oh it's called too many problems
0: that's kind of the I think story we already have life. too many problems. <laughs> We're going to add more. Yeah, it's
1: a story of Trixie's life. Oh, here. Mr. Lynch gives Trixie and Di a ride to school because the Lynch driveway is a mile long. Trixie and Di decide to call a meeting of the BWGs at Di's house that afternoon. All the BWGs agree with Trixie about Monty. There isn't enough evidence to tell the adults, though. They'll think she's not. crazy. Theory I'm is crazy. that a crooked politician sold Oliphant the information about the lynches. Then Uncle Monty paid Oliphant for that information. He had to go back to Hawthorne Street to pay him. Mark's bike is in the back of the station wagon. He's staying overnight at a friend's house. He checks out the inside of the robin and leaves on his bike. What, what day is it now? Friday? Friday. Friday. Okay. First of all, The fact that their driveway is a mile long and then Mr. Lynch says something like, well, I'd like to give her a ride because it's so long, but she's never ready to go. (laughs) Die. I'm sorry. If my driveway were a mile long and I had to walk that far to get a bus, I would be ready 10 to 15 minutes before my dad was going to leave for work. I know. And it's upstate New York. It's not nice
0: weather most of the time. No,
1: it's cold snowing or hot <laughs> and a mile I mean that's a yeah that's a that's like a third way. of the way to school already yeah
0: because that's only two more miles she might as
1: well walk stay. the whole yeah. way huh anyway that was interesting yeah they and I have, thought it was funny that
0: uh, I was just gonna say that the truth of why he's leaving early is so that he doesn't have to ride the same train into New York with Monty that's how much Mr. Lynch right. dislikes him
1: but I think on a regular basis she gets up yeah right for yes. Him. yes yeah. But yes, that he he really really. I mean, he's gonna give him a trailer and fifty thousand dollars to go away, which is four hundred eighty five thousand dollars. That's a lot of money just to get rid of somebody, plus a trailer that's probably worth a hundred thousand, plus a brand new car. Right, a sedan. Because <laughs> we all know sedans can pull trailers, whether they got horses them or not. Okay, also. They had a delicious breakfast in the sunny nursery with the twins. And there is a pair. I'm sorry. There's a paragraph about these twins. And again, no ages, no names. (laughs) It's it's they give the dogs and the horses names. (laughs) They do. (laughs) It it makes. Yeah, that is.
0: That is interesting. I mean, they name everyone and everyone. mm -hmm. What is the what do you think, Julie Campbell's? She had to kind of make that decision. Do I give them yeah. the names or not? And she never does, even when they're more involved. I mean, the, somebody
1: she, names them, but I don't think it's yeah, her. But only the boys. We never yeah. out. Yeah, the girls, the girls never. Boys. And they're flower girls. Well, spoiler alert, at one point. <laughs> and they still don't have names. Yeah, that's strange. If you're going to name the dogs and the horses, I think you need to name all the kids, especially if they're if she's having breakfast with them, yeah
0: and they're having little personalities
1: and everything they're dropping spilling cocoa and dropping french toast on the floor yeah i don't Um, know i don't get it okay i have a question on page 190 i may or may not have an answer
0: you will because it is asking if yours says the same thing which is, um, Mart says, what's the matter with us? We're supposed to be amateur detectives. By the time private dicks get going on the case, Uncle Monty will have faded into anonymity. And mm-hmm. I believe there was um, some discussion was, about them changing the word.
1: And when I get dip. to the differences,
0: I'll talk about that. Okay. So put a Just, pin in so it. I, oh, so I don't get to know now what you're no, saying? No,
1: mine says the same thing. Oh, okay. Okay. But its it, there is a small, some insight on it okay that I will get to. Okay. Uh, oh, another inflation calculation. <laughs> All right. I'm going to try again. Pre- what is, which one is it? I was pretending to be overwrought by it, but really I'm excited. <laughs> Mrs. Lynch's China birds, $1,000. How much?
0: Uh, $1,000 uh, $1, a piece. A piece. Um, well, that kind of should be easy, right? It
1: should get nine uh, wait the other way nine thousand five hundred very close nine thousand seven hundred and fifteen dollars and ninety seven cents a little more than nine and a half yeah nine okay. nine I'll get point there six you're getting really close but she has more than one worth nine up they seriously have money. Yeah. He's invested well.
0: She <laughs> she has so many. die doesn't know how many there are. She thought right. maybe maybe two or three were missing, but she's never counted them. So she's not
1: sure. So there has to be like a dozen or something. I, I don't have a lot of faith in Di anymore since she didn't ask about portraits that just popped into her house uh-huh. of people she didn't know. And then we have Jim extremely patronizing, patting Honey's hand. You're too young and innocent to understand the nature of shady characters like Ollie Fent. Uh, they were just involved with thieves that stole stuff out of trailers. And remember, they were going yeah. to, they were going to kidnap oh, yeah. Honey. And then the last book, they it was Thieves Again. So how is she too young and innocent to know about shady characters?
0: I'd say she's done a lot of growing up in the last (laughs) July, (laughs) August, September, October. Four months.
1: months.
0: (sighs) Jim also clutches his red hair with both hands again.
1: Oh, boy. He is up in arms in this book. I always see, yeah, he seems to be the most relaxed calm one i don't understand why he's so overwrought and then they want tom and celia to buy the robin why why don't they know that he's given it to him oh 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 oh. uncle monty is gonna sell the robin and then honey says i wish he'd sell it to tom because that makes 100 percent sense right i just got this hey tom want to buy a trailer
0: yeah They So they're like looking at the Robin and talking about the Robin. And I thought Trixie's explanation or description, Trixie's description of the Robin was funny because she says, it's a very attractive combination living room and bedroom. (laughs) She sounds like an ad for the, (laughs) like a realtor trailer company.
1: (laughs) She's on the showroom floor. Okay, here we go. I'm not going to say a lot about this, but Trixie says... We can't do that. It would amount to practically the same thing as aiding and abetting a criminal, would it? No, it would not. So Let's what, is, what
0: exactly is she referring to when she says it that would be the same thing as aiding and abetting? I know if you want me to answer it.
1: No, no. Why don't we just let him go? Yeah. Dad won't miss the money. Yeah. so let it's him basically, go with- yeah. So it's basically them just not saying anything they found out again. Right, right. That is not eating and abetting. If you want the the full explanation, you'll have to listen to the podcast on the last book. Yeah. And then Mart is doing the, with his fingers across the throat, to Trixie. That seems a little grisly. Well, it
0: might be because she, earlier on that page, says mysteriously, if I don't have proof by tomorrow morning that Uncle Monty is a criminal... You can chop off my
1: head. Oh, It's a joke. Yeah. It's oh, an inside yeah. joke. An inside joke that I missed. Okay,
0: Jim's all, all, you girls stay out of it. Brian Martin and I will get the proof we need. They're all like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting that. <laughs> anytime i'm wrong i'm gonna cut something off. <laughs> <I'm
0: kidding. laughs> uh, okay. here's a where and trixie says imposters don't murder people right they're borderline crooks and are careful not to do anything which might land them in jail they just have these like sweeping overarching
1: her view of the criminal justice system and definitions is about like a 13 year old girls but most 13 year old girls are not involved in crime. So they don't really need to know. Yeah. I got nothing else.
0: The only other I was annoyed by Trixie having an entire paragraph where she's she's saying sourly deciding that that Mart's plan is going to be kidnapping and torturing Uncle Monty in the clubhouse. And no one will hear their, his screams and she gets up and bows. Allow me to be the first to congratulate you, mastermind. I knew you'd think of something. And I, I don't know. It just seems very sarcastic. And
1: Yeah, but he's he does it her all the time i guess that just seems like something he would do to her so yeah true 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 i mean it seems like in some of the books and maybe this is different with the different authors she gets really hurt or embarrassed sometimes and sometimes she gets very angry you're right re- i mean some usually she doesn't act like that so that, i guess that is a little strange and right. then monty and di's mom play canasta So she's going to be able to search his room wall. Okay. Maybe she hasn't figured that out yet. I don't know. We are on chapter 16. Just one chance. Things are about to get heated. Uncle Monty and Mr. Lynch come home with smiles on their face. Most likely because Uncle Monty has a get out of town check. And Mr. Lynch knows that Monty is getting out of town. At dinner, Di is told that Monty will be leaving in the morning. Later that night, Trixie searches Monty's room and finds his suitcase packed. It's clear that he is planning on leaving that night. Not finding anything that would prove Monty is an imposter, Trixie goes outside to the Robin to snoop. She's wearing pajamas and is barefoot in late October. Now it's November. She searches yes. Monty's coat and finds a small black notebook. A pistol permit falls onto the floor. When she picks it up, she sees Monty's picture, but the gun is registered to Tilney Britton. Monty comes in holding his pistol.
0: I didn't know that Monty has made up a story about he has going to have a boys' school just like Jim.
1: Where does it say that? I totally I'm missed kidding. that. Yes, Completely page, missed bottom it. Of
0: page, bottom of page. Bottom of page two hundred three. He's, he's uh, thanking, oh, yep. thanking Mr. Yep, Lynch for the 50000 bucks, and he's saying that it will be an endowment for his boys' for school. For my boys' school.
1: I'm so very grateful. Mm. Also, at some point, they go from calling him Uncle Monty to just Monty. Mm. I think Die Di leads that parade of, we can't call him that anymore because he's not my uncle. She does say at the top of 203,
0: the mother is like, oh, your uncle is leaving. Say goodbye. And she's like, goodbye, Uncle Monty. Well, yeah. Which, ca- which does cause Mr. Lynch to roar with laughter. The way And, it, and then it, and in the middle of that, it says the thought of kissing Uncle Monty made Diana shudder. Yes. It's kind of toss up, huh? I wonder yeah. if that's the last time they say Uncle Monty.
1: Maybe. It's a hard habit to break. Yeah. I wonder what happened to what happened to Mrs. Lynch's brother. Did he get put in foster care too? the real Monty? Wasn't
0: he older, a lot older than her and left when she was a baby?
1: Well, then maybe he has pictures of the parents. And that's where I'm still stuck on this whole painting. But they don't know who he is yet. Oh, yeah. Good point. So
0: even if he has pictures, she doesn't know it.
1: And it seems like they didn't have any contact growing up.
0: So No, they didn't know who each other were. Which is kind of odd. So if she took the la- took on the last name of her foster parents and mm-hmm. then got married to Mr. Lynch, I don't know how anyone could have tracked her down. What you do know, you mean? Like, like they did a story after Mr. Lynch made all his money. Yeah. And that is how Monty knew that he could come in and pretend to be the long lost brother like how, yeah. I just don't know how they would, I maybe in the story it said her original last name as well.
1: I'm sure there's information on her and this politician that's, you know, real or imagined. But if he's, if the politician is real, would have access probably to those records. And that's how he got the information. Mm-hmm. So his plan
0: is to somehow swindle them and he and then yeah. as they as he gets more information i guess okay
1: yeah okay. that's what i would say he came to town he found out someone was rich how can we how can i get into there? how can i case their joints he must have paid good money that was a lot of information i know okay i i just thought it was kind of interesting that it just says he was he was standing with a pistol in his hand he doesn't say he's pointing it at her
0: it does not say that what a strange real name for Julie Campbell to come up with. <laughs> no, I've Tilney. never heard the first name. Tilney.
1: Tilney. Tilney Britain. Yeah, I would not use that. You won't see that in my books. No. No, no Tilney. I don't, I don't think I like. It does not
0: roll names. off the tongue very easily.
1: Oh, Tilney, Tilney could be a last name. I would use it right. as maybe a last name, but I don't like Britain at all. Okay. Well, I don't have anything else for either. that chapter. Let's all right. Exciting Let's see plot. what's going to happen now that she's been caught by uncle monty for the third time Mm -hmm. but now he has a pistol a likely tale chapter 18 17 oh sorry chapter 17 oh hold on chapter 17 Prisoners. yeah i was i thought you were just
0: saying a likely tale like that it was a comment
1: oh (laughs) (laughs) no chapter 17 prisoners is the title Trixie confronts Monty. She says if he doesn't let her go, the FBI will get him for kidnapping. This is actually the correct crime. I was pretty proud of that. Mm -hmm. He tells Trixie he got cash from Mr. Lynch. He binds and gags her, then locks her in the trailer. When he starts to drive off, Trixie starts crying. She hears a noise and Mark walks out of the shower compartment. He unties her and gives her his sweater. They come up with a plan to throw pots and pans out the window as they pass by a spot where the police usually hang out. Mark's flashlight is on, and they realize Monty might be able to see it through the back window. The car stops. Mark quickly ties Trixie back up and hides in the shower again. Monty comes in the trailer, but he doesn't see anything wrong. Nothing's out of place. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that pretty much summed up the chapter. <laughs> it does. <laughs> this was the like Scooby Doo chapter
0: where he says that Monty literally says like, "I might as well let you do a little talking now before I tie your hands behind your back and gag you." So then right. they get to say all her, her theories, and he gets to say whether she was right or wrong.
1: You'd think he'd just want to hightail it out of there, right? He's kidnapped a thirteen-year-old girl. I'll do a little just talking keep, now. Keep driving, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Mark's pretty sweet in this one, in his way. Gives her his sweater.
0: It does say that they left the Lynch estate and were traveling along the deserted river road. So they mm-hmm. must be up on the top.
1: I think it was up on okay. the top. And then I think it goes down the river. That's my road. That's the road. For I'm five miles. It,
0: it goes on for five miles before it merges with Main Street.
1: And that's where they live. They live on that road. I pretty much summed it up. I think so. They're going to, they have a plan. They have a plan. They're stocked up with pots and pans. They're ready. They're armed and they are ready to go. Yep. Now we're on chapter 18, A Likely Tale. Trixie and Mark throw pots and pans out the window. Officer Spider Webster is alerted and pulls Monty over. Monty tries to play it cool, but Spider is not having it. He orders Monty to let the Belgians out of the trailer. Mart has proof. He has recorded Trixie's conversation with Monty. Sergeant Mullinson comes along and takes them all to the station. Mullinson doesn't believe Mart until he hears the recording. Monty is arrested and the police take Trixie and Mart home. First of all, how they're they're hanging out the window. How big are these windows? They must be pretty big, huh?
0: Yeah, in a little trailer.
1: Yeah, because Mart's halfway out the window, and they're big enough that they're throwing things. I'm sure I have pictures. I like those old-fashioned pictures. So already. I guess they're not pictures, they're illustrations. The first three books are already there, so I'll do the fourth book. Okay. Mart's sweater is four sizes too big. I thought that they were pretty much the same size.
0: I had that marked as well.
1: I mean, I- I- obviously it's just an eyeball, but still, that's makes it seem like it would be super big and i don't think they're that different in size
0: i know and the fact that she's in pajamas and bare feet should be would make it seem that it seems like that would be a clue that indeed she did not stow away
1: in the the trailer (laughs) like something's wrong here like she's what she wants to go with on a on a trip or something without clothes yeah I have a huge problem. Well, first I have this problem, and then I have a huge problem. You'll hear my regular problem first. Okay. Okay. Spider, want, so Spider kind of is the one that pulls him over, right? And then who? Mollinson come, comes in the squad car. Spider just gets on his bike and says, take them all to headquarters, Mollinson. Maybe the lieutenant can find out what this is all about. He got on his motorcycle and drove off. I just think that's weird to leave one cop alone with three people, one of whom is a criminal. That's a lot to take care of. And Spiders just kind of laders it out of there and leaves him. I agree. I have another small
0: issue with this, which I was going to bring up because you were calling Mollinson the sergeant. Yes. And in mine, he's not. He's the lieutenant. so mine says right there yeah take them all to headquarters Mollinson. maybe the sergeant can find out what this is all about (gasps) why would they change that right because in later books he's a sergeant and i was gonna ask you if you were just calling him sergeant because you know that he's sergeant Mollinson in later books
1: no in my book it says maybe the lieutenant can find out and then later it says um they were all seated in a private room. Both the sergeant and the lieutenant were there. Mine says that too, but it doesn't say which one's which, right? Mollinson hmm. is one of them because he's the one who takes Monty out of the room and the lieutenant tells him to. So mm-hmm. definitely the yeah. Mollinson's definitely the sergeant. Yeah, he is. So I guess between Ooh! 95 cents and a dollar fifty. Mollinson got a promotion. Yeah. And
0: Trixie's no help because she says, I remember you too, Mr. Mollinson.
1: No. Yeah. Sergeant or Lieutenant, let us know. Yep. She probably doesn't know. Seems like the only cop they really know is Spider Webster who abandoned them on the side of the road. (laughs) Okay. So my huge problem is the way she and Mark are treated at the police station. So rude. So rude. The lieutenant in my book, it says a likely tale. The lieutenant said sarcastically and turned to Mark. Okay, I don't know why he knows Monty had a gun and that they were locked inside and that she's not dressed for him to just be sarcastic. And I just said it's so dismissive. And this is why so many child abuse victims weren't believed. Mm -hmm. This is the time period where they were just kids just make stuff up yeah
0: believe the adults always
1: yep i don't even think it's about them him, them believing monty over her it's just yeah right you're a bunch of kids you there's no way kids. you know what's going on and right that made me very angry because i do, and that's in the 84 version too Hmm. that's in your version too i just well, think yeah, that, I have, whatever what oh say? i'm sorry you have this the same as mine only a different dollar amount right <laughs> A different price, 77. Different price. So I, I just think that's such a disservice. It's so blatant how kids were treated when they I mean, why would you even report that you were being abused when this is how you know they the yeah. respond? This is why Trixie doesn't want to tell anyone anything because they mocked. Yeah, maybe maybe
0: we're looking at it from 2020, you know.
1: And it seems like in the other books they were kind of mocking too, the police. They never like her and
0: they never respect her. And
1: No, she helped them solve this crime. He is a criminal. Her and Mart were the ones that caught him. Yeah. I mean, I get that he's really the only victim is, you know, Mr. Lynch or whatever. But still, he's still a criminal. Yeah. That they caught that would go on to defraud
0: other people, I'm sure. And who knows what else he's done so far that he hasn't been caught for. Yep.
1: And they're going to take him home. They're going to show up in a squad car at the Belden residence. Let's see how Mr. and Mrs. Belden take that.
0: I see why they changed the word lieutenant to sergeant. Why? It was a mistake because at the end here, it says that's enough. The lieutenant said for now. Anyway, he gestured to Mollinson. the sergeant and I will cope with Mr. Britton. So he's there right there saying that Mollinson is the sergeant so sorry he he is a sergeant they just that was incorrect
1: oh so you it, have like, that he gestured demolence and then the sergeant and i will cope with yeah this.
0: yeah so, so- okay saying- so
1: the mistake was back at the so spider made the mistake i mean yes that's where this mistake was made maybe he doesn't know <laughs> <laughs> well they changed it though in yours so mm-hmm. somebody saw that discrepancy Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. Well, good. Glad we solved that mystery. All right. Now we really are on chapter 19. Rewards for everybody. Hmm. I did not get (laughs) one. Okay, now it's Saturday. Okay, all of that excitement happened on Friday night. On Saturday, the BWGs have a meeting at the clubhouse. Die is not in attendance. Mr. and Mrs. Belden aren't too mad at Trixie. They're proud even though she got kidnapped. but, But they take away her allowance for a week. Mart explains how he was able to record Trixie and Monty's conversation. Di shows up and is blissfully happy. Her mother has fired Harrison and the nurses who care for the twins. Di is going to get paid for taking care of two sets of young twins. Mr. Lynch is giving Trixie and Mart the robin as a reward for catching Monty Trixie and Mark decide that Tom and Celia should be allowed to use the trailer for their home. They can park it on the manor house property. In exchange, the Bob Whites can keep the gatehouse. It seems like this arrangement means that Mark and Trixie still own the robin, but it's not entirely clear. Best news is that Mrs. Lynch was able to contact her real brother. He has invited the BWGs to his dude ranch in Arizona during Christmas break. Woohoo! Book six. Okay, that was most of the information. Mm-hmm. I would just like to point out that the Belgians aren't too mad. They just take away her allowance, even though she got herself kidnapped. I mean, kind of weird. They the, They're asleep. It's the middle
0: of the night. They Mm -hmm. think Marta's sleeping at one boy's house in town. And they think Trixie is Mm -hmm. at the Lynch's for the entire weekend. And then the police show up. And and like, what did I think?
1: We don't get to know that. She's asleep. She's asleep. Trixie sneaks out. Gets kidnapped by her full uncle kind of cute
0: like this this tape recording machine must have been kind of a new thing back in 1954 yes because mart was like oh the tape recorder belongs to ty smith they give him a name right <laughs> the guy the guy I was spending the night
1: with Random. Never do it on him again. yeah he sleeps right? over this guy's house we never hear from him again but yeah
0: But we get a first and last name. But then he says um, the tape recorder belongs to him. It's his hobby. He belongs to a club. And the members send each other
1: tapes like pen pals, you know. (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. It's very cute. It is. A portable tape recorder. I have such fond memories. And I'm not really interested in how Mark did the recording. Can we talk about Di's new job where she's going to get paid for helping her mother take care of the twins. First of all, her mother's going to take care of the twins. Second of all, she has to take care of four kids and she has school and homework and activities and the BWGs. And the BWGs. She's got, a, you know, she's a member. She's got responsibilities and there're two sets of twins where we don't know how old they are or their names.
0: Yeah. I don't I really don't think the mothers would just up and fire the nurses. Harrison Fine nurses Mm -mm. she needs them
1: they live in another wing of the house are they gonna move them or are they gonna move to the (laughs) other wing i don't yeah and she's so excited about it you know why why does it have to be all or nothing why can't the nurses work part-time why can't they hire nurses that are nice if they are mean and diana can help with the nurses help the nurses with the twins
0: Hire Harrison and hire someone, you know? I mean, it's a big house. I don't know that Mr. Mrs. Mr. Lynch, Mrs. Lynch and die can run the whole thing. Well, later,
1: I think that they end up hiring help again. They do. Apparently they can't, but these kids are going to need a nanny. My God. Okay. Okay. I'm
0: wondering what Mr. Lynch is thinking, (laughs) saying, I know a 13 and a 15 year old as a reward should have a trailer. That was an
1: odd reward. Why not money? Yeah. I mean,
0: a hundred bucks each, not a hundred thousand dollar trailer.
1: A hundred bucks goes a long way. It's like almost a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. That just is a strange, and it's their trailer. I guess they don't care. They were going to give it to Uncle Monty, so. But it just has to happen to make everything happy. Yes, it does. They, They get to keep the clubhouse. There's a perfect little spot for them to place the robin, the robin on the property. Do you? Did that make sense to you that they still own the robin? Because I really think that's what's happening.
0: We can't accept it. No, Mart said. Not for a clubhouse, but we can give it to Tom. Right. So, yeah, they're giving it to
1: Tom and Celia. Which means they have to own it. You can't give something to someone that you don't own. So they own the trailer mm-hmm. They're giving it to them, but they're just letting them use it.
0: Well, I don't know. It says we can give it to Tom.
1: No, because Di says, but do you have to give him the trailer? Heavens no, Mart said airily. We simply make a deal. We keep our clubhouse and he parks the robin on that plot of land Honey was telling us about.
0: Mm. So they still
1: own it. They're just using it rent free. I
0: guess so. That's weird. It is weird. They're just a mask. All sorts of things.
1: (laughs) It doesn't feel like a fair trade, a trailer for a shack, but they seem happy with it.
0: So who am I to say?
1: They like their clubhouse.
0: Yeah. The trailer would have been a kind of a cool
1: thing to have as a clubhouse. Yeah, I would think so. But where would they store everything? (laughs) That's That's the whole point of the clubhouse. That's true. Yeah.
0: Well, it was also interesting that the way that they found the address of Dye's real uncle was that it was in the little black notebook that Trixie found in Monty's pocket. Yeah. Why? Why why would Monty have the name and address of Mrs. Lynch's real brother?
1: Because if you're going to be an imposter, you want the information of the person that you're
0: Oh, so her real real
1: (laughs) brother's name is Montague Wilson? And so he's stealing his identity, so he would have to have the information in order to- be an imposter would be my guess. Um, okay, and the ideal spot for the robin is in that clearing in the woods on the hill behind the stable, so it's up by the up and to the left. I, I'm guessing that's what I picture. And the, whereas the lake is probably more up and a little to the right. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs>
0: she didn't, they, they took her mom's and dad took her trixie's allowance away because they didn't like the idea that trixie searched monnie's room right in <laughs> the pockets of his coat but he can but he can kidnap her yeah wait you what
1: you went you through th- his coat pockets no allowance for you
0: my daughter
1: <laughs> you you did that to the man who kidnapped he literally did kidnap both of them he did one week allowance not getting oh, it yep one dollar we're angry of all the things they could be angry about, that one just <laughs> seems not very big.
0: Yeah. How about Bobby being alone and-
1: Yeah, and cutting his fingers knife And it. cutting all ten Although fingers. Although we know that would have happened anyway. That's we mom's fault, So We do. Yeah. That's not on Trixie. They don't seem to have a problem with her getting a trailer as a reward. Yeah. And then we have Jim sandwiching one of Trixie's hands in both of his and saying- Fondly. Depriving her of her allowance for one week, I'm afraid, isn't going to change this nitwit. Ah, uh, <laughs> love.
0: <laughs> okay. He's becoming fond of Trixie.
1: Yeah, he's kind of
0: holding her hand a little bit.
1: And then they are excited about Christmas in Arizona. Also, 10 acres burned to the ground. hmm But the, what was that place where the summer house? Mm-hmm. That didn't burn. Right. And there was also another building, the barn or something that didn't burn. Mm -hmm. Jim owns that property. Why can't they use one of those for their clubhouse and or storage? Very true. I was just thinking about
0: the summer house for some reason.
1: So lovely. So I was just thinking that if he owns that property, which he does, that would be the best place for them to have a secret clubhouse would be on property Mm -hmm. that's owned by a 15 year old boy. He could even use
0: that property for his school. Yeah, he
1: could. He's He seems to be looking every place they go. Now it's Arizona.
0: It's Arizona, but not yet because Trixie deep down inside feels that right. another exciting mystery is just waiting around the corner. After all, it's a long time until Christmas.
1: It is, but when they had their little Arizona lecture, he mentions that he did research Because he was thinking Arizona might be a good place for his school for underprivileged boys.
0: Yeah, I read that and I thought, no, do you understand? It's 115 degrees (laughs) half the year there. Can't go outside. There's
1: no camping because there's nowhere to... I mean, in the desert, I guess. Although Northern Arizona is very different. It's mountainous. Yeah. It's a little cooler up there. Okay. Should we talk about differences between the 1954 edition and the 1984 edition? Yes, please. Okay. You had brought up some some of these points already, but I'm just going to go through them. Some okay. dick issues. Crew cut was in 1954, and then short haircut it was switched to in 1984. That
0: seems like they're taking away some of the charm of it, because everyone yes. can picture what a crew cut is, but just a short haircut? Why is that well, interesting? Or
1: And it was called a crew cut in 1950.
0: That's I think it's it was still called a crew cut if, if little... Boys get their heads shaved like that. I think it's still called that.
1: Yeah. And it's supposed to still be 1954. So,
0: or even earlier. Yeah. 1948, because it's not January yet.
1: Oh, good point. Yeah. Even though it was published in 1954. Yeah. Okay. This was one you brought up. It says none of the girls wear jeans to school anymore. Even the most tomboyish ones wore sweaters and skirts. That's how it was in 1954. Originally written. Originally written. That's what it was. And in 1984, most of the kids dressed up a little more. Even the most tomboyish ones often wore sweaters and skirts. Hmm. Often, not... Well, none of the girls wore jeans to school anymore. So apparently, there was a time when they wore jeans to school. And then now they switched the most tomboyish one. And yep, and often more. Right. Okay. Frocks were changed to dresses. Mm -hmm. The statement, babies don't go around having their pictures taken, was changed to babies in poor families don't go around having Mm -hmm. their pictures taken. Uncle Monty wears light gray spats, and those are shoes, and it's changed to Uncle Monty wears light shoes. Mm -hmm. Cokes are changed to colas. Oh, we find that a lot, don't we?
0: Yeah.
1: A lot about We did a whole research on Cokes and colas and regional differences. We did. This was an interesting one that I didn't really go back and look at, but... Okay, so in the original version, it says, chapter six ends with dies. I don't know what to do. And chapter seven begins with, sure enough, Uncle Monty. In the later version, chapter six ends with, any plans at all? And chapter seven begins with the BWGs arriving at the party. Same text, only chapter breaks at a different point. Oh. I guess better breaking point?
0: Because they were breaking literally in the middle of a scene the first time?
1: I guess, yeah. Mark has the so what sentence. And in the new version, Mart's so what sentence is given to Brian. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. He doesn't have enough lines. Is he union? I don't understand.
0: <laughs> Mart, did Mart throw a tantrum? You're going to act like that. We're taking
1: that line <laughs> and giving it to somebody else. Oh, good. Yeah, that's just, I have nothing to say. And here we go. Private Dick's or dicks it as originally written it it just is the same never changed in this book a coupe was changed to a sedan yeah because if they had had a coupe pulling a trailer that would have been those are different right isn't a coupe small i
0: i don't know what i picture when you i say the word coupe i think about like a sports
1: coupe like hmm, a small little thing Yeah. Wire recording machine spool that's on a portable recording machine was changed (laughs) to a tape recorder. Okay, so wire recording machine was changed to a tape recorder. A spool that's on it is changed to a tape that's on it. And a portable recording machine is changed to portable tape recorder. I kind of think I remember like in elementary school
0: in the early 70s, seeing what they're talking about, which just year, like the big ones. The the reels, like they had on
1: movies. Movies were but they were flat. Mm -hmm. They were reels, but they were flat. And then you do do like a switch. Remember film strips? And you got to be the one to, one person got to flip the the knob for the film strips. Yes, the film strip. So- I just, this I I can't bring it up every time. It just really bothers me that they're changing these things. It just makes it so much less quaint. But I also think if you're going to change one or two things, you should change the whole book. Yeah. I mean, in 1984, if you're going to use a tape recorder, you know, then these other things should be, a cab should cost more than 75 cents. I mean, just Mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. like that. It's, I, I think it's, Just takes a lot away from the book. Yeah. I would rather read the book as originally written than the later ones. Mm -hmm. And if I were somebody reading the later ones, I would be very confused if I were a 10-year-old girl. When is this set? (laughs) Not like that, but what is this? What is this? Yeah. This I know.
0: This I don't know. Yeah, some weird conglomeration of the past and the what the present was in the 1980s
1: but if yeah and if you're changing something for one reason why does that reason not apply to other things yeah okay so we talked about this these are the changes due to time um spats were shoes clocks to snags okay so a clock is this like a Remember when she talks about not wearing nylons but Mm -hmm. she Mm -hmm. looks like she has snags they were called clocks. And all of these that I just talked about, the changes, are from that schoolgirl. Girls Seamus' Incorporated by Melanie Knight. Uh-huh. So give her the credit for that. Not me. Oh, Thank dear. you, Melanie. Thank you, Melanie Knight. Okay. So here, do you have anything else about the book? Or... Uh, I do not. Okay. So I'm going to read this, my little end what do you even call it? My little end-ender. My little ender. This one is on 1950s girl clothes. Sense. Clothing, clothes. It says clothes, girl clothes. Okay, so there are pictures. This is from the 50s Web, and it's 50sweb.com, and they do have pictures of these these items of clothing. <laughs> Uh, So if you want to go there and look at them, that's where you'll find them. So it kind of sounds like there's pictures. So it says the teen pictured above in dungarees, we didn't call them jeans yet, reflects how we lounged around the house or played outside. This most casual look was only acceptable in limited circumstances. The rest of the time we dressed. As astonishing as it may be to modern teens, the dresses at left, were school clothes for the 1950s. We wore dresses every day. Neither pants nor, heaven forbid, shorts were permitted. Moreover, the dress had to come to at least mid-knee and usually covered the whole knee. Most girls and teens owned at least one jumper whose look could be altered by varying the blouse underneath. The sailor look was big. I actually wore things like this, although it pains me now to admit so publicly. In honor of my peers who suffered along with me, please note that even little girls had to wear the the starchy petticoats. And when we dressed up for church, we wore our little white gloves. Just try to stay clean enough to please mom when when dressed like that. Party dresses were just lovely, fanciful and romantic. They allowed a girl to feel like a princess. Though never enough, parents did try to schedule events, dances, and the like, which would allow their little darlings to act like ladies and gentlemen they were expected to be. So then here's 1950s, just some examples of 1950s teen clothes. Tapered pants with shoestring ties at the knee and a cotton shirt knotted at the waist, which made a good outfit for telephoning. Well, wow, geez, no one told me I had to change my clothes to make a telephone call. Telephone did you know outfit. that? You didn't. No, know I did not
0: come on downstairs in that and your parents point to
1: my life just got a lot more difficult dotted cotton in bright colors is used for shirt waist dresses to be worn with sailor hats on a soda fountain spree bare armed dress with wide skirt and flat gondolier hat with high riding daisy are admired by girls in dungarees i don't think so (laughs) a <laughs> I between those two things i'm gonna t- take the jeans what's a daisy it's a high riding daisy well it's got a hat it's a hat with a daisy so oh, i'm guessing okay. it's oh
0: oh i thought it was another article of like the shoes or some n- other article.
1: no with wide skirt and a flat gondolier hat so i'm picturing it's one of those a like flat
0: hat daisy the, up high yeah high riding daisy
1: got it <laughs> Ruffled slip of polka dot nylon is stiff enough to buoy full skirted dresses, has snug elasticized camisole top. Peppermint top, which copies boy shirt, is worn with pleated skirt and leather cinch. Okay, I can kind of picture picture them
0: wearing that to their candy striping job, which we don't (laughs) have yet.
1: What is it called? It's candy striping, but then it changes to volunteer. Something weird. Yeah. Okay. Stay tuned for that, everyone. Uh, Where was I? Okay. Party print of cotton with lightly scooped neck and built-in petticoat goes with pink pumps. Like I said, all of these pictures you can find on 50sweb.com. Circus stripes on cotton woven like linen toweling make cropped jacket and full skirt. Strong gondolier hat tops it off. These gondolier hats. I'm sorry. I can't picture that at all.
0: Circus stripes
1: on cotton, woven like linen toweling. It's just like a, a pinstripe suit, except for I figure it's more like
0: big red and white <laughs>
1: stripes. <laughs> Maybe like a barbershop, <laughs> something a barbershop quartet would wear. I don't know. Now I'm going to have to go look at these photos. uh, Wide skirts worn over plenty of petticoats. The Madonna printed square dance kit has a matching scoop necked top. The crinkled cotton skirt, which is striped with rickrack. Oh, rickrack. I
0: remember rickrack. It's
1: worn with a capped sleeved blouse. Rickrack was great. My grandma used to sew it on every single flannel nightgown she made for us. Around the collar, the big collar, there was rickrack. It was so cool. It was cool. Remember those gum wrapper necklaces you would make where you'd fold the... They looked like rickrack. (laughs) It looked like uh, rickrack.
0: I was unable to make those, but my big sister Jan used to have some around.
1: Uh, My sister Sue was really good at those. Okay. I couldn't do them either because I was just not coordinated. Princess dress of rayon linen with tote bag gives a taste of what a girl can wear as an older young lady. Maybe that was the one of the too sophisticated dye dresses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's all I have on that. But I thought that since we've been talking about clothing, that might be interesting. Yeah. Okay. That is all I have for this episode. What do we have up on tap for next week? Next week we're gonna talk about Trixie Bell in Book Five: The Mystery of Glen Road. That's. Gonna be great. It is. So we'll probably split that one into two, huh? I'm thinking that's gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, until next time. The end.